The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. Probably, because we have had a very long hiatus. I really like that you made it specific to hockey shenanigans when everybody who has ever listened to one of our podcasts knows that that is not the case. It's not just hockey shenanigans. Apparently, I did not remember the opening, even though I told you I remembered the opening. (laughs) You did. You promised me that you remembered it right before we started talking. Guess guess who lied? Guess who's a big, fat, rotting liar? Happy 2019. Carolyn doesn't speak truths. Running for office soon. (laughs) You are overly qualified. (laughs) It is uh, January 13th, and this is our 80... Do you know? Because I know. It's the number of, like, my second favorite player in the entire world. Do you know what Sam Gagne's number is? 89? Yeah! Hell yeah. Good job. Uh, (laughs) It's our 89th podcast. And it's a Sam Gagne podcast, so clearly it's a it's Sam Gagne an podcast. One. Yeah, it is. Maybe Sam Gagne will listen to it, and he can hear me say that he's my second favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Sam Gagne. Backhanded compliment. <laughs> Sorry, Sam Gagne. Jamie Benn is still first in my heart. <sighs> oh god! So we have had almost like a fucking month off. Because... Uh, I mean. I think we have had, yeah, okay, we're five days off of a month off. Yeah, we have almost taken an entire month off of recording, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if I actually watched any hockey in that month. I think I might be saw one game before I left for the, left for Cambodia. Well, let me tell you, I watched a lot of games, because I went up for the New Year's Eve game, where they lost, and it was stupid. And they lost in overtime. It was like, I mean, at least they got a point out of it, but it was just one of those things where it was like, this is the most frustrating fucking game to watch right now. I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's really frustrating when you pay money to sit in seats and be angry for three hours. <laughs> at least if I'm sitting at home, the only thing I'm paying for is like my electricity. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, and I've watched games, um, to recap them for a DVD. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I will say I actually got to recap a road win. Earlier. What? <laughs> yeah. 2019, so. starting off on a different foot. Starting off on a different foot. <laughs> um, yeah, because, yeah, they ended 2018 losing at home, so, you know, they might as well. Win some games on the road in 2019. I, yeah, I mostly just, like, uh, tried to stay offline because it felt like every time I got online, it was bad. (laughs) Well, I mean, while you were gone, what what day did you get on the plane? Uh, December 24th. Okay, so in that time, they won one, two, three, four, five in between now and then, and they lost one, two, three, four. So so they're above 500 in the time that you have not been watching them, is all I'm saying. Which, it's like, it felt, you know, okay, I'm going to go right into it with a reader question, because this is relevant to the reader question. Julia, friend of the podcast, Julia, asks, What happened to the stars? They seem to be doing kind of okay, and now they're not? Three question marks. Did they have a bad Christmas ham? Question mark, exclamation, question mark, explanation. Um, I mean, no, because they're actually not doing poorly. (laughs) They're not doing poorly. And frankly, like, for all the hubbub that happened while I was away, they're doing pretty much the exact same. Yeah. Like, I feel like this entire season is win five, lose four. Yeah. Right? Like, don't you... Yeah? With maybe, like, a win five, lose four, one in, one overtime loss. 
Right, right. Yeah, okay. because of those ones that they of the of the, the four that I was just talking about that they lost, one of them was an OT. The one against Montreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. then there was the the five one loss to Winnipeg that just kind of stings a little, right where it counts. I mean, yeah, but like also. Winnipeg is our Achilles heel. Like, Winnipeg is the kryptonite of Dallas. Listen, I don't... I know. I know. I know that Winnipeg is actually a legit good team. But, like... and well, it's... The, particularly I mean, even, even when they're the a bad team. Heel. Even yes. when they're a bad team, we lose to Winnipeg. Uh, yes. Well, that's just kind of like even when... Even when the fucking Oilers were the worst. For whatever reason, the Hawks had a terrible time trying to win against them. Um, exactly. Going back to that it, time that Sam Gagne had the 8.9. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Gagne tribute episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, now I am, now, now it is my purpose in this podcast to slip as many Sam Gagne facts in here as I can. Did you know that his father once referred to him as a fast turtle? <laughs> it was... Not. You know Dave Gagne used to play, so he uh, he was actually on the Dallas Stars for a period of time. Um, he was conditioning with Sam over the summer one time, and was talking about how he's never going to be really like a like fast. He's never going to be like a rabbit, but he's going to get him up to a really fast turtle. <laughs> And now one of my really good friends, whenever she's talking to, like, whenever she's addressing me in a group text, uh, she uses emojis and she uses the little lightning and the turtle to to refer to me. (laughs) I've become the fast turtle of our group, which I have no problem with. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's another little Sam Gagne tidbit for you. You're welcome. That's perfect. That's so, so perfect. One of the things that did happen and that I saw on Twitter when I was in Cambodia was the Jim Light's fucking horseshit comments. Yeah. That was an interesting day to wake up to. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, it all happened while I was at work and I was just kind of looking at it and getting progressively angrier and angrier. Just like... Same, but I was in Angkor Wat, which is like this big, beautiful, spiritual temple. (laughs) trying to have this moment here and you're just getting angrier and angrier that's awesome <laughs> just like looking at this beautiful buddha and just like you know what fuck you too jim <laughs> and here fuck we have carvings too. from the 1100s <laughs> just, no one cares light. <laughs> oh does it God. say that in sanskrit because i bet it says that in sanskrit fuck jim lights in sanskrit um <laughs> Like, almost worse than Jim Lights' comments were the comments from Jim Nill. Mm-hmm. Was that later that week? I can't... It's been so long now since they happened that I can't remember exactly what day it was. But it was, like, two or three days later. Where he mm-hmm. was talking about, like, this is the best team we've ever assembled around them and they need to step up. And I'm just looking at him like, how can you say this with a straight face when it is demonstrably untrue? Like, yeah. How, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Like, I remember when Jim Mill came and did the whole Tyler Sagan trade, and we were so excited. You know, we had that whole y'all got nilled thing, and it was so fun, and yay, Jim Mill's a great GM. And now I'm looking back at it, and I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, what changed? What did you do? (laughs) And why? Yeah. So, it's just been frustrating. And it's one of those things that even while I was watching it happen... In my mind, I was thinking, you absolute bastard, because not only, uh, Jim Lights can say whatever the fuck Jim Lights wants, but when when the guys respond to it, either they're, either D- Jamie and Tyler, or Tyler will come out of his no-scoring slump, and Jamie will continue scoring, which he has been doing this whole time, mm-hmm. and, you know, it'll be like, see, Jim Lights lit a fire under their asses, or... You know, Tyler Sagan's slump continues and Jamie goes into a slump or, you know, does whatever the fuck Jamie Ben is doing. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, he was right. They are horseshit. So, like, either way, Jim Nil- Jim Lights wins that. Like, the way that the way that it was all done, whatever happens, Jim Lights gets to win. He either gets to be right or he gets to be the fire that was lit under their butts. Yeah. And it pisses me off because 
I can't imagine, I can't imagine, like, any other scenario where this would be acceptable. And it's really not. It's like, really at all. not. At so, all. Ugh, it just still makes me mad. Even though it was now, like, several weeks ago. Anytime I think about it, I just get so hot under my collar. Like, ugh. Same, same. I mean, my thing is, like, because they work in hockey, these guys take all these liberties with respect to, like, manage, like, people management. With respect to people management. Like, they, they treat their players like they are robots and not people. Like, in no way, shape, or form, in no industry whatsoever is it okay to go to the media to slag your employees. Right. None. But they think no. because they work in hockey that that's something that's acceptable. Yep. And it that pisses me off so, so much. And I mean, I you and I have talked about it a little bit, just like one-on-one, not on the podcast so much, but like, I'm so almost done with hockey. Like, the I keep hanging on because I love you and I love podcasting with you. I genuinely still enjoy the sport. It's so fun and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I love John Klingberg. I love Jamie Benn. I love Alexander Radulov. I love Tyler Sagan. I love Heiskinen. I love all these guys and they play so well. I love all my friends that I've made through hockey, but literally everything else makes it so hard to keep those things top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it's very much one of those things where it's like, I just need everybody else to shut up so, so we can see the players play. Speaking of that, and this is not on, I forgot, I forgot this happened. Did you hear about the Bobrovsky thing? I sort of heard about the Bobrovsky thing, but I don't know, I think, any more than anybody else knows. No, no. So if you guys don't follow anything having to do with CBJ, Bobrovsky was um, involved in some sort of thing. That Incident the, is, I think, the word I've heard used. Yeah. And uh, he was like, what? he wasn't going to go on a road trip or something like that because they were handling it internally. And it was something that happened that was like against CBJ's standards is what they said in the release. But then it was all over and he went on the road trip anyway and everything was fine. And I was kind of like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, like they even put out like a fucking press release about it. Yeah. Like nobody would have known if, if, uh, who was it? Yarmo Kekalainen hadn't said anything. Yeah. Or like they could have just been like, he's not with the team today or whatever but like right they, they or they could have said something to the effect of you know he violated a team rule and therefore isn't allowed to practice with us today and like but it, it was like a whole like thing thing yeah like talking about how disappointed he was and whatever and how he needed to stay away from the team for a while yeah yes okay i have the actual okay I have the actual thing. There are certain expectations and values that we have established for our players that define our culture, said Kekalainen. An incident occurred where Sergei failed to meet those expectations and values, so he made the decision that he would not be with the team for tonight's game. This is an internal matter, and we will have no further comment at this time. Like, I don't, I don't understand. No one understands. And Hannah Stewart, who has been on the podcast before, made a really good point on her Twitter, where she says, here's the thing, this phrasing and the way that the NHL approaches culture leaves open the possibility that this could be anything from being late to a video session to something far more serious. There's a kind of false equivalency in how the NHL punishes minor offenses like tardiness with team suspensions while pushing back against or refusing to acknowledge bigger problems. And I agree that this is weird. (laughs) And, like, it could be fucking anything. Like, they're right. He could have been late to a video session and be getting punished. Or it could be like, oh, we found out he was addicted to heroin. Whoops. Like, (laughs) you know, like, who knows? Yeah. It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. And I don't think we'll, I don't think until, like, unless it is something serious, unless it is something that's going to involve the courts, I don't think we'll know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just strange. It's just strange. So anyway, I'm sorry. I, I should have added it to the thing, but I completely forgot about it until we started talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's almost like this isn't a particularly well-structured podcast in the first place. I, it's, it's almost <laughs> like we've been off for four weeks and we forgot how to do it. <laughs> how do we podcast? I don't know. Oops. I was doing my Loxodon voice. <laughs> <laughs> so... One of the reasons that the whole fucking horseshit comments 
struck so weird and hollow is because they didn't make any sense. Like, he was calling out only Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. And at the time... A.K.A. the only two that have been producing anything else. Yeah. And at the time, Tyler Sagan was shooting, like, 7.5%. Which is like half his usual shooting percentage. And he's still, he leads the team in shots taken. So it's not like he's changed his game. He was just, he was also number one in posts in the entire NHL. It's funny to me that somebody is counting that. (laughs) It is one of the joys of Micah McCurdy's life to count such trivialities. (laughs) I mean, it's not that I didn't know that, but like, it just brings me joy that he is out there counting that. And so, yeah, it was definitely one of those things where it was like, what, what, what is the, what? Uh, uh, liter- your comments make zero sense whatsoever. No. All you're trying to do is play the system and look like a good guy. You're just trying to save your job because what happened was you didn't build a good team. No, <laughs> you built a shit team. And as much as I love all of these boys individually, no. <laughs> like, no. This is not working. This team is no. not working. Val Nichushkin, it is, it is fucking January 13th, and I have just as many goals for the Dallas Stars as fucking Val Nichushkin does. <laughs> Which brings me to our depth scoring. Uh, I'm pretty sure, it may still be true, I don't remember, because they played last night and I didn't see. <laughs> I went day drinking and fell asleep at 7pm. Goals. <laughs> It was it actually, honestly, it was probably one of the better things I could have done because today is the first day of since getting back from Cambodia that I actually feel awake. So what I were know. you gonna? What, anyway, I mean, sorry. Yeah, what were you gonna say though? There was a tweet that was going around that was from uh, January first through prior to today, yesterday's game. The only people who had scored goals were the top line: John Klingberg and I think Miro Heiskanen. Uh, Eric Contra has now scored his first. There you go. So we have had our first depth scoring goal of the year. <laughs> it was Eric Contra. On January's 12th. And it was Eric fucking Contra. Who I didn't even like, I I think I was, I don't remember if I was, no, it was, I was sitting here doing a recap and I typed out, I was like, I, I haven't watched a game since before Christmas. Uh, who is number 27? <laughs> Somebody was like, really? And then they told me it was Eric Condra. And then somebody else was like, lies, you went to the New Year's Eve game. And I was like, I mean, that's true. But guess what? He wasn't there. Yeah. I have a hard time. I still forget who Blake Como is. You? Somebody who has watched four games since the start of the season? Basically. (laughs) But like, honestly, also, they do nothing to make you remember them. No, well, that's my problem, too, is that, like, I have, I, I, I see number 42, number 24, number 27, number, uh, let's look, 17, uh, 15. <laughs> I'm like, who are these people? Uh, yeah. even though I love high skin and I sometimes even forget that he's number four. So. Oh, I definitely forget that he's number four sometimes, because that was such a commonly used number. Yeah. I still think he's Jason Demers sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I see number 24 and I'm like, oh, Jordy. Oh, no, you're not Jordy. You're not Jordy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's a problem is all I'm saying. For whatever reason, I never forget who Tyler Pitlick is. <laughs> Maybe because sometimes. it's potluck. I How could you forget my baby potluck? Well, then I always feel really bad about it when I do. And I'm like, well, I better not tell Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I understand. In all of the nonsense that has happened uh, in the hockey world, there is at least one bright, shining moment of brilliance. Are you? Are we going to talk about butts? We're going to talk about butts. <laughs> I got so I have Jamie Ben's name on a Google alert, and I got this headline that just says Jamie Ben has a big butt. <laughs> and I tweeted it out, and I said, "Finally, a useful Google alert." <laughs> like, what? Thanks, I guess. I don't even know. 
It was perfect. It was perfect. We actually had two different people tag the podcast with this yes, article. We did. Yes, we did. I still um, haven't actually read the actual article itself. Well, um, the best shanty in all the land asks, did y'all read the article about hockey players having trouble finding pants to fit their fit because of their butts? So I haven't read this particular article, but it's certainly not the first time this has come up. Like, mm-hmm. I've read an iteration of this article before. It is a great, it's a good article, but the the key was the video. See, I now have this up in front of me, but I can't watch the video because I'm recording a podcast. I think you should watch the video. (laughs) Do you want me to watch the video right now? Go ahead and watch the video. Okay. We'll we'll edit these two minutes out. Okay. (sighs) Okay. The glutes especially. (laughs) Ooh, Anders Lee is cute. Mm hmm. Giant waist just to get the thighs through. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, hi, Taylor. I love that they're also very careful not to say the word but. Charlie McAvoy looks like he's trying to be a Valentine's Day cherub. <laughs> like, this, he's got a face. Jamie Ben did say he has a big ass. He does. He does. Uh, oh, uh, that's so funny. It was such a good, so good for me, that quote. Oh, so good man. Big feet, big hands, everything else is average. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't given myself the treasure of listening to that before now. <laughs> <laughs> laugh that hard at it and didn't realize I was at the end of the fucking video like that's how badly I needed to react to that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh that was beautiful yeah yeah strong encouragement (sighs) if you haven't seen the video yourself you should definitely go go look at the video uh Shani does have a follow-up question for us who has the best butt on the stars okay so like I haven't looked in a long time so you can't say I have either. Yeah, I mean, speaking of butts, speaking of butts, 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 butts. butts. <laughs> I was at a hockey game last night in San Antonio with my friend Monica, and um, you know, in the AHL, when there's scratches, there's nowhere for the scratches to sit. They just sit out in the stands, and mm-hmm. they'll like generally be in like a box or something like that, and not just like among the rabble, but um. So her seats are in a spot where, like, there's a like there's her seat, then there's an aisle, then there's boxes. And so mm-hmm. um, these three dudes, one was older and clearly, like, a not, not a coach, maybe, like, a PR guy or something for the, for the Ice Hogs. And he sat down in this box. And then there was this guy in, like, a button-up shirt and a puffy vest who sat down next to him. And then what was clearly a scratch. And... <laughs> But, like, as they were coming up, they were just kind of standing there talking to, like, one of the guys about where they could sit. And my my friend turned to me and she was like, do you think those guys are scratches? And I looked over at them. And I just saw this guy's ass, which was enormous. And I just looked and I was like, that ass is definitely a scratch. (laughs) like, that is definitely a hockey player's ass is all I'm saying. 
<laughs> and it turns out he wasn't actually a player because, or at least he said he wasn't a player. He wasn't wearing the typical suit that a player would wear anyway. He was wearing, like like I said, a puppy vest. But mm-hmm. um, these girls came up to get autographs from the the guy who was a hockey player. And the, guy, the other guy was like, I'm not a hockey player. And I was like... Whatever. So I went through the Ice Hogs roster seeing if I could see him on, on the, the roster, and I didn't. So I was like, okay, maybe he's not. So then we, <laughs> then we decided he was their sweetest masseuse. <laughs> I yeah, still don't know what that man does. conditioning coach or something like that. Like, to have a... You, he, he's got to be on skates if he has a hockey butt. Oh, yeah. He has definitely spent a lot of time either on skates or doing 9 million squats. Like, <laughs> one of these two things is true. I, I think my vote for best butt on the stars goes to Roddick Foxa. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give mine to my um default, which is Jamie Ben. He does have a nice butt. He I've, does definitely I've, have a nice butt. I've seen it. <laughs> I mean underpants, obviously. Yes, obviously <laughs> underpants. That's the only way we've seen any of these butts. Yeah. But I'm not making any wild confessions here. <laughs> Not true life deep in the heart of hockey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, now produced on Skinamax. <laughs> oh god! If somebody gave us a TV show for stars or whatever to do, just comedy about hockey, it would probably be really bad. Uh, I think you mean really good, and <laughs> our rating system would definitely be five hockey butts. Five hockey butts. And it would be like this. hockey butts. Uh, It would be this, like, um, line drawing of this, like, comically large hockey butt. Like, and little twig legs. (laughs) I wonder what the premise would be of our hockey uh, hockey Hockey TV TV show. show? I don't know. We'll come up with a pitch. We'll come up with a pitch. Coming to you soon. I mean, honestly, do we need something other than hockey comedy? Like, it's not like we're going to stick to a theme anyway. (laughs) I guess. I guess. (laughs) Speaking of things that make us laugh, do you want to talk about happy things? Yeah, let's talk about happy things. I have two happy things. Uh, Well, mine's pretty obvious, so I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Do it. Uh, I was on vacation! Yay! In a very cool place. Uh, So I went to Cambodia for 12 days, and it was cool because it was like half family vacation, half like go travel, sightsee type vacation. Um, And so I got to hang out a lot with my family, So because my Aunt Polly came along, and then we were um, visiting with my cousin, and I got to meet her husband for the first time, and then I got to hang out with my nephew, and... Who was actually just your cousin? Shut up. <laughs> Bye. And I introduced him to D and D. Actually, um, he was getting all antsy on this. We had a couple of very long car rides because we actually traveled a lot around around Cambodia. So, like, we flew into Phnom Penh, which is where Sarah lives. Um, we were there for like a day, and then we went down to Siem Reap, which is where all the big temples are. And that was really cool. We got to go see. Um, Angkor Wat, which is the big, big temple, that really famous one. And it's very impressive. Like, it should definitely be, I think, on everybody's bucket list. But my favorite was actually Ta Prom. We only saw three temples because there's like 18. Um, but Ta Prom is the one where all the trees, like, are growing through the ruins and everything. And it was really beautiful and spiritual and, like, cool. And it's actually the, um, temple from the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. Oh, that's cool. So we ended up watching that after we got back to Phnom Penh, actually, too, because, like, it was the only way to keep Malcolm interested in all of these old ruins. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so we, that was, like, a six-hour bus ride, van ride to and from. And then um, we also spent some time in Phnom Penh. We got to see, like, a very cool Cambodian um, traditional dance show for New Year's Eve. And that was awesome. Cool. And then we went to um, uh, this like river, kind of like laid back river town called Kampot and just kind of like chilled out for a little while. And that was really fun. 
Um, but on that was another three hour drive, and like on my way, I was listening to Critical Role, and I was just like, you know what? Fine, Malcolm, you you listen to this podcast with me. Like, just <laughs> stop bothering anybody else. And like, yes, they swear a lot, but like, you're in our family. You've definitely heard the word fuck many a time. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> you're ten. You can take it. Um, so he got really, it was like, D&D seems awesome. And so then, like, I played, like, a really quick one shot with him, uh, with all of us, actually. Like, his, uh, my aunt played, she made a paladin, um, and my cousin played, she was a druid. And it was really fun. He got, like, super into it, like, so into it. Like, the next night, he was like, okay, I'm in a dungeon master now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. So it was really cool. It was really, really fun. It was great to see those guys. It was great to... Uh, meet Sarah's husband and that was fun because like he's learning English but he doesn't speak a whole lot of English so mostly we spoke French together and so that was a a stretch of my very very rusty French skills (laughs) cool but yeah it was great and then I had to come home and that sucked (laughs) yeah that's the biggest fucking letdown yeah so my happy things so one of my happy things also involves travel Mm-hmm. I have talked about the fact that my sister moved to London and I have a ticket to see her in April. But on Friday, I got a text message from her that just said, hey, what's your PTO situation for the rest of the year? So we talked about it. And then she said, hey, so uh, her husband is coming back to the States in February and she hates being in her house by herself, especially since she had to leave her dog in the States. So she's like, um, if I pay for your ticket, would you want to come in February and hang out with me? I was like, is there a world in which I would say no to that? (laughs) So my sister is buying me uh, a ticket to go see her in February, which is two whole months before I thought I was going to get to see her and my uh, nibblings and London in general. So, yeah, pretty excited. Um, Yeah, we're planning a trip, like an overnight trip to Bath. Um, oh fun i know i'm so excited i'm gonna do like i had already planned on making this like a greatest hits of every romance novel i've ever written that was set in london uh-huh. so i'm really excited that i'm getting going to go to bath because that is always in all of the romance novels totally and uh we also because we're gonna do it overnight in bath we're gonna try to see stonehenge uh, either on our way out there or on our way back fun yeah so that's that and then the rest of the time we'll be spending around london because my nephew is in school did i tell mm-hmm. you that he is referring to his friends from school as his mates oh my god that's so cute and my my niece has become obsessed with uh peppa pig so she says uh-huh. the name george and the word daddy in a british accent and i'm so excited <laughs> to hear this and then my other happy thing is that on Friday night, I took my oldest nibbling to his first hockey game. Yes, I saw pictures. Yeah, and he was so excited. And it was it was my Christmas present to him was to take him to a hockey game. And I've been talking about doing this for like two or three years, but he's always been a little oversensitive to loud noises. And I was a little afraid about how loud games can get. So, um, I wanted to wait a little bit, but it just worked out perfectly on Friday. Um, and, uh, I have a friend that works for the ice crew, so she gave us a t-shirt and I became like the best aunt ever. And I got, um, I got him a soft pretzel, but I also got myself like a, one of the souvenir cups of soda. And Uh he was looking at this cup and he was like, can you take that home? And I said, yes. And he was like can I have it? (laughs) I was like, uh, yes. Uh, but it was really cute. He's nine years old, but he was like, he was really following the game really well. Like always knew exactly where the puck was on the ice. Um, Mm -hmm. asked me really good questions about like why whistles were blown at certain times. Like when I would answer a question, he would like uh, remember what I had said and got real excited. Anytime the star scored, got real annoyed. Anytime the ice Hawks scored, uh, it went to overtime and a shootout. So he got to see like all of hockey. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it was, it was fun. He had a great time. And at the end of it, he was asking me when he, when he can go again. So I'm so excited to have indoctrinated another, (laughs) Another another one of my family members into the fold. Aw. Well, only so long before he learns the true misery that is sports. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, at, during the game, because they went up, um, they were up 2-1, and then the 
uh, Ice Hogs scored, and then they were up three two, and then the Ice Hogs scored. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just one of those things where it was like, um, you, you know, and then and then I think the Ice Hogs went up, and so then the Stars had to score, and I was just like, it's just one of those things where you 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 he was learning all about the agony of every single thing that could possibly happen in a game. And we got coupons because uh, now the stars are doing a thing where if they score in the first period, you get Zaxby's coupons. And if they score Ooh. a power play goal, you still get the Pluckers coupons. So they did both in the first because they scored a power play goal in the first period. So we ended up with like a crap ton of coupons. So yay. Yeah. Um, Mary and I are going to get some good food. <laughs> I miss Pluckers so Free fucking much. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Marin, so I know what? we're in happy things, but I have to tell you this thing that has, like, thrown my life off kilter. Oh, shit. What? My old man bar is no longer available to me as an old man bar. Oh, no, I heard about this. It makes me so sad for you. It threw off my entire day yesterday, and I got very drunk on no food, because I had planned on going to my old man bar where I could, like, bring my laptop and write this thing that I was working on, and, like, I walked in... First and foremost, they changed the name of it. Like, it used to be called the Blank Street Tavern. And by... Uh, old Man and, <laughs> The Old Man... It used to be called Old Man Tavern. <laughs> what is... So is it really the Blank Street Tavern, or do you just not want no, to tell it, people what's really No, I, I just didn't put the street in there. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's what a weird name. <laughs> okay, And sorry. so then I, I walked up to it, and I'm like... They had already removed the sign, and then there's this, like, like you know, plasticky poster-looking thing over the wall, and it's got, like, the dog head and the new name of the tavern, which is dog-related, and I'm like... I mean, I like dogs, but... I mean, it's fine, but, like, it doesn't fit the tone of the actual space, which is, I think, as I've talked about before, uh, a lot of, like, old wood paneling. It very much looks like a British pub. But there's zero windows, and it's, like, long and narrow. And I, I was like, what the fuck? And then I walked in, and there were, like, five new TVs. And I was like, no, there this... was one TV in here, and that's why this place was amazing. Yeah, you've ruined it. You have ruined it. And it was completely full, which I've never seen before on a Saturday ever. But then I guess it was because of the playoffs or whatever, football. But they didn't have any TVs before, so there wouldn't have been fucking playoff people in there. And so it's ruined. It's ruined. I can see that. I'm very sorry. That's okay. Well, you want to talk about something possibly a little bit less tragic than the loss of my bar? Sure. Time for reader questions! Oh, Lord. I don't uh, know. Some of these are pretty tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go first, or should I go sure. first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, Andrew, too cool for Cali LA, asks, who should be the next Dallas Stars GM, CEO, and owner? A related driving girl asks, if Jim Lights genuinely believes two players can carry a whole team, is he too dumb to keep his job? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Let's answer the second question first. Yeah, uh, next Dallas Stars GM... Let's get Steve Heiserman. Okay. I don't know how you would pry him out of... He's nowhere right now. <gasps> Wait, what happened? I thought it wasn't him. He, like, he like suddenly retired. Oh. He's, like, special uh, consultant or whatever right now. I did now, not he's know not that. DMing. Uh, Julian Breezebois. Julian Breezebois, I think it's called. Whatever, don't quote me. Is the current GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sweetheart, there's literally no one alive in this world that quotes you on how to pronounce a name. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> the only I... name I trust you with is your own. <laughs> if you say W-I-L-K-E is pronounced Wilkie, I will go with it. <laughs> But it's still a little suspect. It's uh, <laughs> still a little suspect. I actually don't mind Tom Gallardi as an owner. I think for the most part, he's fairly hands off, except for the whole Ken Hitchcock thing. And he does a lot of the things that I do like out of an owner, which is let the team spend money. Yep. So I have no issues, really. I think him staying on as an 
owner as long as one of his friends doesn't need a job. Yeah, that's the problem, though, is when his friends need jobs. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other GM candidates that I would really, really want. I would love, actually, what I really want in the fucking front office is I want an actual data analyst because they keep talking about how they use their own in-house stats, but I guarantee you those in-house stats are A, coming from Kelly Forbes and the video team, Mm -hmm. which is not actual data analysis. Like, I think Kelly Forbes is great. I have not a bad word to say about him whatsoever, but that's not how data works. (laughs) Like, you can't, and, 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 how good of a job can he do when his real job is video analysis? Or, you know what I mean? Like, how how good of a job with data can the, the video team do when that's not their job? Right. Right. That's what I think is the big difference. The stars would be such a better team, I think, if anybody there actually trusted data. Or make so much better moves if anybody there actually trusted data. I mean, if they trusted data, Jim Lights wouldn't have come out and said all that stupid shit he said. And Jim Nill wouldn't have backed him up several days later so yeah yeah that, that's what i'm saying yeah we the, it's it's fucking bizarre that the stars don't have a specific person to do that for them yeah agreed it's been great asks what do you think is going on with jamie do you think it's a case of athlete that's thinking way too much or is he just worn out i'd like to hear your thoughts and insight isn't there a rumor that he's injured again I heard, yes, I think, or I think they're like, somebody said offhand on like the ticket or something that he wasn't the kind of guy to let you know if he was injured. True, true. Okay, that's right. So I don't know if it's a specific rumor that like he's injured. Or it's just that in general. I mean, there's something to be said for the fact that he is yet again playing for another new head coach who... Mm -hmm. Um, Monty has some strengths and some weaknesses Agreed. and, um, it's not his fault that the team that is assembled is not the best and he's trying to do what he can to get the best out of them. I do believe, um, mm-hmm. but it's not working all the time. I think all the time. I think- also, I think I don't. Okay, granted, I have not seen Jamie Van play recently, but he's got the most goals on the team. Yeah, it's not like he's not playing. He's not like he's not doing things that you would expect. Yeah, he's not a point per game right now, but he started the season at a point per game, and he might actually get back to it because he's not that far off. He's like right. twelve points off. He's shooting at almost 17% in all situations, which is very good. Uh, So I would say the biggest problem is that he's not actually taking enough shots. Shots, 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 shots. (laughs) Butts, 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 butts. So yeah, I think, and I think part of that is that our power play was so fucking bad while John Klingberg was gone. Yeah. And when the power play is about what you say probably four to five minutes a game of your total 18 so it's like a good third of what you play then that's a big deal that's a big deal so i think there i think there is i wouldn't be as worried about jamie ben like a secret injury or anything like this shit happens like every fucking year it does like clockwork like clockwork, someone's like, oh, Jamie Ben is injured. Now, granted, one year he was fucking injured, and you and I said it, and people were like, he's not injured. And I was like, he's fucking injured. And then it turned out he was fucking injured. So I think there's, you know, grain of salt on this. He may be injured, but I'm also one of those people who I think is pretty good at clocking when players are secret injured. Yeah. So, and you are like the most Jamie Ben expert on the planet, probably next to your expertise on Stan Gagne. True. And. True, true. I feel like it's been a minute since a Sam Gagne fact. Uh, Sidney Crosby once said that he would build a team around Sam Gagne. <laughs> I that. I just was like, give me one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I always have one ready. 
yeah, no, Sidney Crosby genuinely is a big fan of Sam Gagne's and would love to have him on the Penguins. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said for the fact that they do work out together over the summer sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, they when there was that one camp that they'd go to in Colorado for like a week out of the summer that they both go to, so. I think, doesn't Jamie Ben go to that one too? Uh, I feel no. like he's worked out in Colorado before, though. He has, but um, no, uh, I don't. Th- I don't remember seeing him there. John Tavares goes to, has gone to that one. Nuge mm-hmm. has gone to that one. Fuck, I can't remember anybody else off the top of my head right now. I just remember those guys in the group picture. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that. No, I don't know if. No, I think McKinnon has gone to that one too. Um. Yeah, anyway. I don't know if they all still go because I haven't seen pictures of it in a while, but I know that they were for a while there going going to that, that camp together. Anyway, yeah, Sidney Crosby likes him. What would you, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Jamie Benn secret injury thing? I don't think he's secret injured this year. Um, I think that they're under a lot of scrutiny just because of the shit that Jim Liza said, and now everybody's looking for an excuse for there to be something wrong, but there's nothing wrong. He's playing the way he usually does. He's also getting older. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think it's I think it's just a new system, a new coach, uh, and a, a whole lot of nothing supporting him. Yeah. I think and I think having uh John Klingberg injured for so a long, long time. was mm-hmm. it affected was it really it, it affected everybody's point totals. Yeah. It it really was the difference between the power play that was fucking terrible and the forty percent that they've been operating at since he got back. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So no, I don't think there's anything wrong with Jamie Ben. Weird how that happens. Yeah. All right, your turn. Joseph asks, Roman Polak has scored more goals this season than Val Nachushkin. Oh, you wanted a, ca- a question. Okay. Did you know that Roman Polak, Polak has scored more <laughs> goals this season than Val Nachushkin? Related, Driving Girl's husband asks, what kind of dirt <laughs> does Val Nachushkin have on this team's management to ensure that he stays in the lineup? Compromise. <laughs> It always comes back to compromat with this team. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Dear sweet Jesus. I hate this team sometimes. Why do I have to deal with these questions? I mean, thanks for sending questions in. I love all of you individually as people, but why do I have to deal with this? Why? Why do I have to deal with this? What kind of dirt does Val Nachushkin have on the team's management, Marin? Wait, are we asking me? Sweet. I'm asking, I mean, technically it's addressed to both of us. Well, let's look at a thing. Julie he actually, he's not doing great at all in any way. I was looking at, because I was like, I wonder how many points he has, but he's not even like, he's got more points than Rupi hints, but that's really not saying much. <laughs> He's got more points than Martin Hansel, but again, not saying much. Hansel's played, like, what, like, three games? He's got more points than Taylor Fadoon, but again, not saying much. Fadoon is a defenseman, so, you know, yeah. he gets a pass. He's got more points than Eric Condra, but Eric Condra has more goals, and Eric Condra's been playing for two games. Three games. Five. Five. Whatever. Five. He has the same number of points as Blake Como, but Blake Como has four goals. <laughs> And Blake Como doesn't make as much as he does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it's only by $100,000, so not really saying much. Not really. Uh, he has more more points than Brett Ritchie. Okay, so Roman Polak does have a goal, but yeah. Ron has more points. Well, I mean, that's we knew that. We knew that going in. Yes, we did. Like, um, what kind of dirt does he... I mean, like, he's got a P-tape, probably. <laughs> How many does he have the same P tape that Brett Ritchie has? He's got the same P I mean he and Brett Ritchie probably got the P tape together. There it was a team bonding exercise. <laughs> Getting this P tape. You're welcome. Dun, 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 dun. I mean <laughs> Your mission, should you choose to accept it. <laughs> right. Right though, right. That's true. Oh God, I can't. I can't. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. I honestly, 
Ninchushkin actually does a couple things pretty well. He's actually one of the better puck carriers. This is something I wanted to talk about and I forgot to talk about it. But, like, the Stars are playing dump and chase hockey and they're one of the slowest teams in the league. That is a thing that I have noted every time I've done a recap is the fact that they will get to the top of a, like, they'll try to get it through the neutral zone. They'll be outskated by the other team through the neutral zone. They'll dump the puck. The other team will get it and get possession. And then it will be back down to the other end again. And it's just kind of like, don't you guys get tired of not being able to get actually into that zone without turning the fucking puck over again? It's and this is really this is a, frustrating. This is a coaching thing. This is a coaching yeah, thing absolutely that I is. can't really yeah. forgive Montgomery for. No, no, and that is that. That's one of the things that I that when I said that he's done some good things good and some things poorly. That's one of the things he does poorly is he has not been able to give them a fucking system to get through the damn neutral zone. Which is bizarre because at the beginning of the year in October, that's not how they were playing. No, and so I don't understand why it changed. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what happened either. I have not. I, It makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. And, like, also, also, how has no one taken Nachushkin aside and just shown him how to elevate the puck? Oh, my God. Uh, There's a really funny tweet I have to read to you. Hang on. Speaking of elevating the fucking puck. Hang on just a second. Okay. One of our friends on Twitter, Steampunk Muppet tweeted love her retweet this if you have the same number of goals as val nachushkin this season so then damn it jason said i'm having a beer with someone wearing a 43 jersey and he is having none of your shit then she says tell him to elevate that beer or he's gonna miss his mouth (laughs) (laughs) to which i responded with a christina aguilera gif of her going oh damn I just about died. (laughs) So good. This is the kind of shit that keeps me coming back to Stars fandom. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it was great. I I was just looking at that. I was like, I can't. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere along the way, he forgot how to actually lift it off the ice. I don't even know. And that's all we have for you today. <laughs> Ending on a note about as down as down the Chushkin shot. <laughs> Let, let's, let's end with one more Sam Gagne fact. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that his least favorite part about himself is his ankles? Because he has cankles. <laughs> he doesn't have the Jason Spezza Victorian ankle. No, he doesn't. His are legit cankles. <laughs> you should look up his ankles at some point. They are cankles that go straight from his calves to his foot. There is no definition. <laughs> it's hysterical. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you want to email us with a question, a comment, or a Sam Gagne fact, you can email us at deepharthockey at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find our official blog at deepharthockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye!